The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. You know, last week, I got off a plane on Thursday, and I was, I was lost in an ocean of miracles, mesmerized by what I saw in Karastir, blown away at everything that took place from what you heard last week, Thursday night's class of all the miracles to get there, and then Thursday night, I ended on us leaving the kever. I kind of ran out of steam because I was going on no sleep and no food for almost three days. But I want to I want to end that story because there's one more incredible account that I want to thank Bore Olam for. And it happened when we were leaving the kever. Now, if you remember, last week, I mentioned that at 10 o'clock, the country went in lockdown. The guys from Shmira come in and they announce to everybody, 10 o'clock, the last shuttle is going down to the house of the Rebbe, right? Many guys left. Many guys stayed. When I saw so many people stayed, I looked at Teddy, I looked at Lee in the Kohanim section, and I said to myself, we're not going nowhere. We didn't travel 19 hours to come to Rabshayla for an hour's tefillah. So we said to ourselves, as you heard last week, you know what? If they're going to arrest us, let them arrest all of us. I'm here for Rabshayla. And we stayed. 10 o'clock, 10.30, 11 o'clock, and we continued to plow away. And people were leaving. And the more people that left, the more exclusive the kever was the more wow of a moment we had kind of a private one-on-one Reb Shaila on the night of his yard site. This is unbelievable. And then finally, like I told you last week, at 12 o'clock, the doors come open, the Shmira guys come running in, and they announce, guys, listen to me. The police allow us to send up one more shuttle Now, this was not planned. Remember, the lockdown in the country officially was 10 p.m. And that came and went hours ago. And so did the people. We got an extra two hours, three hours, four hours of davening with a one-on-one Rib Shiloh with just 50 people that stayed around. And boy, was it wow. And you were able to feel in the air something incredible. And I told you, the people that remained, these were the diehard Hasidim, they were doing Yud Gimel Midot Tikunim. Every few minutes they were screaming out, Hashem, Hashem, Kel Rachum Every few minutes they were screaming out to Hilim. One guy was in the back singing the Reb Shaila song, which I think I finally got the tune down pat. I know last week I sang it off tune, but now I think I got it finally. Someone sent me this really cute clip, and I think I got it. But the bottom line is, they come running in, And what was not supposed to happen, happened. The police allowed for another shuttle, a last shuttle, to come in at 1 a.m. Or maybe it was 2 a.m. I don't even remember. It was one of the two. That night, I was Lamala Miazman. I I had no idea of time. It was either 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning, whatever it was, but it was the last shuttle that was never supposed to be. 
At that point, we already daven for about four or five hours. At that point, we already finished most of the Tehillim, and we already cried and begged and pleaded for all the Yeshuot, for all the people that I went for, that we went for, for myself, my family. And this was a wow, the yard site, one-on-one Reb Shaila, up against the kever, up against the tombstone. I look at Teddy, and I say, Ted, you got what we came for? I look up at the glass by the Kwanim section. I see Lee is up against the glass, crying his heart out. Lee, thumbs up! You got what you came for? They both gave me the thumbs up. I said, okay. Let's get on the shuttle. We jumped on that shuttle. One or two o'clock in the morning, I don't know. And we went, we went down, back to the house of Reb Shaila. And this is where last week's story ended. And ladies and gentlemen, I want you to open your hearts because I didn't have time to tell you last week how this incredible trip ends. And I want to start with that this week and then go into tonight's share. Listen to this. The shuttle comes down to the house of Reb Shaila, where the big Sa'uda is taking place. And they have the shuttle drive into an alleyway, not stopping right there in front of the house, but to an orf section alleyway. We were told to get off the shuttle one at a time. We were told to cross the street one at a time by the guys from Shmira. As we went across, they told us, don't stop, don't look at anybody. The cops are allowing us to have you guys cross one at a time, although no one's allowed is supposed to be outside at this time. It's a lockdown. They're giving out tickets. It's not a joke. Later on, when we got later on that morning to the airport, and we found out from people that there was guys that went up to the kever at four in the morning before the lockdown was over. They went up on their own, four in the morning. The cops got them. And they hit them for $1,000 tickets. They were fine, big, big money. Not stop. So they weren't joking. But somehow, rather than Shamayim, they got these cops to look away. Although it was one, two o'clock in the morning, whatever it was, we walked in. They said, they just don't want it to look bad. They don't want it to look like there are people in the street. So if one guy crosses one at a time, it looks very, you know. So we walked across one at a time. Didn't make a scene. Went inside the house. Wow, you had to see the food. <laughs> they had, they had chalant rolling, kishka. They had schnitzel. I mean, I myself downed, you know, two schnitzel at two o'clock in the morning. Don't try that at home. But it did it was it was it was rolling. Guys were singing, guys were it, it was it was a scene. It was a scene. It was great. It was great. And we were talking about all the miracles on the way in. And then we realized Higiazman, you know, our flight out was that morning at nine in the morning. So we had to get out already because we have at least two hours back. So we make our way back up to the front door and we're thinking how are we going to get outside? They're not letting anyone outside. Our car is a block away. How are we going to get the car without getting arrested? How are we going to get out of the house with getting into a car in front of the cops and allowing us to take off to the airport? Like, you're not allowed to be on the streets. The country's in lockdown. It's not a joke. So Lee looks at me with a smile. He says, listen, I'm going to get the car. I said, Lee, you can get arrested. He says, no, no. I'm going to get the car. I said, no, no, you're going to get arrested. He said, no, no, I'm going to get the car. Two minutes later, he disappears. I'm thinking, Shema Yisrael, he's going to get arrested. After about 10 minutes, Teddy's phone rings. 
because I had no service. I said, Teddy, who's calling you at 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning, 4 in the morning? He says, it's Lee. I said, oh my gosh, they arrested him? He said, no. He snuck down the back, went up the block, and somehow or other got the car. He drove down and he pulled into the same alleyway that the shuttle went in. I said, okay, very smart. Now, how are we going to get there? He's telling us to figure out a way to get across the street. Now, I'm telling you, this is one of those, you know, I felt like I was in, I don't know, I was in communist Russia battling against the KGB, trying to get get, get across the border to the United States. It was, it was like one of those black and white crazy novels, you know. We walk up to the front door. I look at the guy from Shmir. It was a great guy. Chassidusha guy. And I said to him, uh, we're going back to the airport. And our car is uh, across the street. And he says, okay, don't worry. Just don't look at the cops. Go across one at a time. So Teddy goes across. He looks down. I go across. The cop turns around. Hey, yes. I start looking at him saying, I'm on the way to the airport. I had to say something. The Shmira guy jumps in and starts telling the cop, no, don't worry, it's okay. They're, they're flying back to the airport. They're not bothering him. They're only one. And, 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 and while he's talking down the guy, he gave me that look like I took off across the street, went to the down the alleyway. We get into the car. I say, Lee, remember, you got to pull out of the draw. You got to pull out of the alleyway quietly. Keep your headlights off. I mean, this was like breaking out of, I don't know, Alcatraz. Kick the headlights off. Pull out quietly. No screeching, please. All right, the cops are right there. That's the last thing we need. Just keep it on the down low. He says, yeah, 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 Rabbi, I got it. I got it. I got it. He pulls the car out. Pulls out backwards. Very quietly. Very smoothly pulls it out. Starts slowly going across. And this cop turns around and looks at us in the car. And I saw his face starting to turn. And the Shmira guy was there and he realized what was going on so he jumped in front to say something. I turned to Lee and I said, floor it! <laughs> we, we gotta get, this is not a joke. Lee just zooed, he just took off and, they go, ah, and we'd, I, we didn't even look back. And we were out of there, I'm telling you, it was crazy. We're on our way now. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to this. We're on our way back to a little over a two-hour drive to the airport. We got to get to the airport in Budapest in order to make the nine o'clock flight. We got to get back the car. We need some time. We got to daven. So we're on our way back to the airport. And about 25 minutes into the ride, Lee turns to me and says to me, uh, Rabbi, I don't know how to tell you this. I don't think we have enough gas. I said, what do you mean? He said, I don't think we have enough gasoline. We're not going to make it to the airport. I said, Lee, the country's in lockdown. We're not allowed to be on the road. The reason why there's nobody outside except for us, there wasn't another car on the road. You understand what we're talking about here? There was nobody, not on the highways, zero. Matter of fact, when I was looking at my ways just to try to see, you know, the direction, he was following Google Maps to the airport. I was looking at the ways because I was looking for cops. Because if we get stopped on the street, 
in middle of lockdown. It's a $1,000 ticket. It could even be arrest. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, if we see a cop, we'll take an alternate route, something. I mean, we were breaking out of, out of Russia here. It was just crazy. But we're on our way back, and he turns to me and says, we need gas. We're not going to make it. We're going to break down. And then it's going to be even worse, because then they're going to come to you. And then you're going to be a sitting gut duck in the middle of lockdown. I said, Lee, listen to me. How many kilometers do we have? He says, well, on this car, it actually has a feature that tells you how many kilometers left you have per the gasoline in the car. How many kilometers? He says, 209 kilometers. 209 kilometers? I look at my ways, and I see we have about 130 miles to the airport. I said, Teddy, get on your fancy phone and do me a favor, Google. How many kilometers equal 130 miles? Let's figure out how much, what's our shortfall. How much are we off by? So he types it into Google, and it comes back, and he says, uh, Rabbi, 130 miles is exactly 209 kilometers. I'm looking at Lee, and he's looking at me, and we're like, Oy, 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 Reb ben I mean, we, were, we were singing on the top of our lungs. Exactly! I mean, it was down to the kilometer. If we break down, we break down in the airport parking lot. Right in the spot where you get back to rent a car. Boom! We were laughing. We didn't know that we were laughing hysterically. We didn't know what to do. We were mama singing our hearts out. And that lasted for about 10 minutes because it was overwhelming what that moment was. But then we realized, wait one second. He was speeding because we were trying to get out of there as quick as possible. We were like fugitives. You're not allowed to be on the street. They were arresting people. So we turned to each other and we realized that because he was speeding, he was using more gasoline than the original Hezbin came to a point that 20 minutes later, the Cheshman started getting off. And now we were short by about five kilometers. And that means we're going to break down literally a few kilometers right before the airport. And that's not, that's not in the cards because we're still getting there before five in the morning. And what are we going to do? Sleep in the car off the side of the road until the lockdown's over and then call the cops? Who knows if we'll make the flight? We're in trouble again. I looked at Lee and I said, Lee, you don't get it. When you're on the invite list of a tzaddik and he invited you to come out to his hilula, to his yard site, you have to understand that that invite is a round-trip ticket. It's not just one way. And he said to me, well, what are we going to do? I said, listen, on ways, it shows you all the gas stations. A minute off route, two minutes off route. It shows all the gas stations on the way in. So we'll find the gas station and we'll make it happen. He says, but the country's on lockdown. That means the gas stations aren't allowed to be opened either. I said, you're right. But we're going to find the gas station in the Zechutur of Shailah bin Ramosha. We're going to find the gas station. He says, but so 
So I um, So I turned to Lee and I said, hang in there, Mitzah Shem, Tzadik, we'll find a gas station. We started looking at the ways, and the ways were showing us exactly every gas station that went on from that point all the way till the airport, and every gas station on ways, it said in big letters, closed, closed. And every gas station we drove by, closed. And every gas station that had said a minute off route, five minutes off route, two minutes off route, 0.2 miles off route, closed. The country was in lockdown. Of course it's closed. He says, we're not going to make it. We're going we're gonna to break down on the highway in lockdown. We're sitting ducks. I said, Lee, what did I tell you? Round trip guarantee. He said, Come on, Rabbi, what are we going to do? I said, There's a gas station coming up that's on the route itself. On the route itself. The name of the gas station was Avia, A V I A. It said closed. I said, But that's on the route. Pulling. He said, Rabbi, it's closed. I said, I know. When we get there, just give it a minute. Pulling. We drive up to Avia. We see it coming up. It's absolutely blacked out. They're closed. The sign was blacked out. No lights. Nobody inside. Not a soul. Not even the crickets. He says to me, it's, it's closed. Nobody there. I said, I know. Pull in. He pulls into the gas station. He pulls up to this old pump. It looked like the pumps in Israel about 30 years ago. I don't know if you remember those old pumps. You know, one green handle, one yellow handle, one white handle. I don't know if it's old, old Israel pumps. And he says to me, the pump is not even on. It's completely blacked out. I said, I know. I said, Lee, get out of the car and put your credit card in the slot and let me start davening. We need gas. He says, what are you talking about? I said, Lee, don't you know Reb Hanina ben Daisa? Reb Hanina ben Daisa taught us that the one that told Shemin to be madlik is the same one that could tell Chometz vinegar to burn as well. He says, yeah. So? I said, aren't you getting it? He says, no. I said, okay. Go out and put your credit card in the machine. He says, okay. Whatever you say, Rabbi. He goes out and says, Bani I can't help us in this situation. You're the one that makes cars run on gasoline. You can make the car run on air. You're the one that makes the machines work. You can make this machine work as well. You can get us there even with not enough gasoline. I'm relying on you. All of a sudden, before I can finish my statement, I hear Lee on the outside of the car. Woohoo! Woohoo! I said, 
Lee, what's going on? And I hear him singing, ay, 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 Reb Shail, Ben Reb Maish. I said, Lee, what was it? Rabbi, Rabbi, I don't want to stop singing because I don't want the machine to go off. And he's singing on the top of his lungs, Reb Shail, Ben Reb Maish. I said, Lee, what's going on? He says, it's working. I said, what are you talking about? He comes back into the car and he says, I took my credit card. And I said, he puts it into this Alta machine. He says, all of a sudden, the machine asks him for the zip code. He puts in the zip code. He picks up the lever. And we hear, eh, eh. we hear the sound of a washing machine. It was one of these old machines, right? And the gas is pumping in. And he's singing on the top of his lungs from Shiloh ben Ramesha. He says, Rabbi, I, I don't get this. I don't know what's going on. But I'll tell you this. I don't want it to stop. I don't want this to stop. I I wanna. I don't want this. I don't wanna. I don't wanna lose this experience. I'm living on a different level. I've never lived like this before. I've never lived in such a world. This was one miracle after the next miracle. This is the world of Enod Milvado. This is the world of Sadikim. He says, like I, I I entered a different time warp, a time zone. This is not normal, Rabbi. I don't want it to end. He says, you don't get it. I, to you, you're a rabbi. But to me, I walked up to the machine. It was off. The gas station's closed. Why in the world did that machine just work? How come it just pumped in how many five liters, whatever it was, of gas that we ended up having 500 uh, you know, kilometers when we were done? He says, where did this go? What's going on here? He says, I know what's going on here. I just don't want it to end. I don't want to leave this world. This world is unreal. I said, you don't have to leave this world. The Rebani Shalom gave us a taste of something that's an en od milvado experience. Now it's up to you to choose. Do you want to hold on to it and make this your reality? Or do you want to go back to your old reality? It's your call. What world do you choose to live in? You choose to live in the world of you, the world that you think you're doing and you're deciding and you're going and you're accomplishing and you're the one that's doing, or are you ready to literally surrender the entire world to the one that runs it and say, Abba, ani lo yacho, ata kol yacho, ani somecha vani boteach becha, an Eisen of Bitachon. And I'm relying completely, and I'm following you, Nasa Vinishma. And Hashlech, I'm throwing everything on you, and I'm relying on you to take care of it for me. And I'm just following you. I'm following you. I said, the minute you surrender it to Bore Olam and throw it on him, when you're ready to follow, wow, is he ready to lead? It's your choice. Which world do you want to live in? And he said, Rabbi, I don't want to leave this. We tasted a world that what you see is literally what you don't get. It is the hepuch from what it seems to be. We watched on this trip from the beginning that we started this journey towards Hungary 
to the journey back in Budapest, back to the airport on the lockdown, that every step of the way was sprinkled with nisyonot, with challenges. Every step of the way. Every step of the way there was a closed door. And the minute we encountered that closed door, it was our call to choose which world we want to live in. And that choice was the opening of the door and the challenge to get to the next step, which outside would look miraculous. But once you start getting used to this life, it becomes like, wow, this could really be real. I can actually hold on to this. I can actually live here. I can actually exist in this type of prism, in this type of time zone, in this type of amazing Lamala, Midar Chateva world. I can actually live as an En Od Milvado Jew. A Jew that lives on Bitachon. And that Jew has no doors that are closed in front of him. Open your eyes and realize that what you see in this world is never what you get. And what's happening Borei Olam's master plan is so many layers deep that front and forward and behind the scenes, it doesn't add up until you surrender all control and close your eyes and say, En od milvado. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.